what's up, folks? It's your boy Stone. We're on another episode of Smoke World. And I actually have the pleasure of sitting down with my main man, Sean Williams, from Cohiba Cigars, the face of Cohiba. Brother Sean, how are you, sir? How are you holding up in this environment? I can't complain, Stone. How are you doing, buddy? Oh, man, we're hanging in here, brother. This is some unprecedented times, but we're hanging in there. We're blessed. We're here. So you're not going to complain too much, you know what I mean? We're going to thank the good Lord that we're still on this side to, uh, you know, see another day, brother. No doubt. No doubt. So I want to really just kind of get people familiar because, again, not everybody's a cigar smoker who listens to the show. There are people who listen for current events and community affairs. I want to kind of get an idea and just give them a little brief idea on who Sean Williams is. How did you get to where you're at because a lot of people see the glory but don't know the story meaning that hey this guy's out there but how did you get there there's a backstory to this can you share that with us a little bit uh yeah and I, I mean i'll give you the quick notes I, I i'm hoping i'm not that much of an unknown quantity at, at this point I've been, I've been doing this for for a while um for with that being said i mean i've been in the cigar uh industry at least on the manufacturing side now for uh, 14, almost 15 years, um, based in Atlanta, and I, I, I was a, a heavy cigar enthusiast like I assume you are, and many of your listeners are, uh, and that led me to start a cigar social group, so to speak, in Atlanta, back in the mid-2000s called the Atlanta Cigar Society, and uh, myself along with a buddy of mine. Um, and with that, we would just do different events, uh, just really, it was about networking, and we Cigars were sort of the glue or the thing, but um, it was more of a kind of a business social network thing that sort of uh, centered around cigars. Since, since you know, I love cigars, and my buddy, he was kind of into another time, but it was just kind of a more thing, more of a thing to sort of network and get around people um, who might share the same interests, man. And um, over time, though, our, our events became a little bit more popular, uh, started to get a little bit more of a following at the events, and that was kind of the, the, the impetus behind me thinking about doing my own cigar brand. Um, you know, by that time, I had a few connections in the business um, as it relates to other manufacturers and things of that nature. Uh, and through those connections, I was able to get down to uh, the Placentia Family Factory. Uh, that was January 2006 to work on the very first blends for what would become my, my cigar line, which I had a totally different concept for it going to Nicaragua. Uh, totally different appreciation for what it could be. Uh, it really was just something kind of uh, you know, centered around, at least in my, in my mind, I was going to be centered around my events uh, in the Atlanta area and so forth. And um, lo and behold, I mean, it turns into uh, a national cigar brand, um, you know, bigger concentrations in certain regions of the country, but for the most part, coast to coast, the brand was available. And, um, you know, 11 years in, and I'm, I'm, I'm cutting a few things out, and I was primarily in real estate and the mortgage business. And, um, you know, what happened in 2008 with a lot of people happened to me is related to that. And, and I've been full-time in cigars since 2009. Um, you know, so 10, 11 years in, the, the good people from General Cigar, uh, who owns the Cleveland Cigar brand, reached out to me to see if, uh, if I'd be interested in being this guy that gets to be on the, uh, the podcast and talk to you. Uh, and when I'm not doing this, um, you know, part of what I do is actually clear the process to make it a new brand. So, um, 
been with Flavor Cigars in general <clears throat> now for just over just over two years. Actually, uh, came on officially. My official start date was May 5th, uh, 2017. So it's almost exactly two years uh, that I've been in this role, and it seems like forever at this point, uh, in a good way. Well, you're doing the damn thing, brother. You are definitely doing the damn thing. We are proud of you. Uh, uh, we sure. appreciate you being the face doing the thing you're traveling around i know that's a toll just traveling around going from place to place you know what i mean doing what you do on a regular basis and just speaking about what's going on right now how has that affected you know what's going on with cohiba general cigars or just as a cigar business right now with this pandemic how has that affected what you're doing well i mean um Domain or exclusive to me, it's obviously the entire industry, man. Uh, so basically, it affected what I'm doing, and that uh, I have to do it differently. Um, you know, the first the first two months of the year is pretty much spent in the lab. You know, uh, heavy meetings with the brand team, spending time with factories, working on uh, you know stuff that we release typically in the spring, uh, which we started working on the year before. It's a long process. Uh, but then after that, man, once March hit, then it's, it's pretty much not a what I do not for an artist. It's traveling, doing, you know, in-market activations and events and other, you know, engagements with um, retail partners, consumers, uh, some of our luxury brand partners. But it's all travel. Um, and I took my last trip, you know, uh, March, the weekend of March 13th, uh, before St. Patrick's Day was my last trip, so I haven't been on the road now for almost two months. This this is not typical typical to how we operate or, or how we move uh, and go to business. So, you know, myself along with everybody else that's been in this business and, and many other businesses at this point have had sort of, uh, you know, innovate and, and figure out new ways to, to engage, um, you know, our customers. And for me, that's retail customers and consumers. Um, and uh, that's been primarily via you know, online mediums, social media, uh, media platforms, and stuff like that, um, which has been interesting, man. It's uh, I, 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 I didn't have uh, a whole lot of expectations uh, as uh, as we kind of rolled into it, specifically as related to, uh, related to doing uh, actual events with retailers and their customers, because usually that's something you do in their store, in person. People are there, you're shaking hands, you're smoking cigars together, you're talking. And to move that to a virtual platform, that was probably the most um, kind of interesting or weird thing. Uh, you know, social media. I mean, I'm heavy on social media anyway, as far as Instagram, Facebook, and whatnot. Um, so that part wasn't. I hadn't, I hadn't done really very many uh, live, any Facebook lives uh, prior to this, and uh, I don't know that that I had done an Instagram live prior to this. But certainly, I'd engaged in, in on those platforms. They had videos, they had all kinds of content. So that that wasn't foreign terrain. But to take what would typically be an in-store promotion event uh, and move it to Zoom, <laughs> that was uh, that was the, the, the most interesting, uh, uh, strange sort of you know thing to get used to. Uh, but now it's uh, you know it's you know it's I'm not, it's certainly not normal. But you know I kind of get it now. I understand it. Know what to expect to some degree. And um, and I'm more comfortable with engaging with people in, in, in that way. And what it comes down to is when you know when you do these with the different cigar shops, typically the cigar shops will have their customers on there, which are you know 
know, guys and girls uh, that, you know, would have normally congregated in or around the cigar shop or in or around the cigar shop event. Well, a lot of times they haven't seen each other either. So when you put these platforms together, they all engage. You know, you've been on them, you know, yes, people engage yes, sir. And, and talk and catch up. So, so they said they all sort of take the, you know, they're, they're all vibe, they're all flow. And, uh, and, and while we're in there, you know, uh, I sort of have a chance to answer questions, you know, that they may have about specific cigars and tobacco or, or anything that's related to the business. And, um, you know, we make the best of it. And it's been, it's been good to have that as a, as a fallback. I can't imagine if we were in this situation, you know, how 10 years ago, 15 years ago, um, what would we do then? That would, that would really, 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 um, be a tough environment to be. So at least we have some ways of just kind of staying connected with each other and, and, um, and helping out our retail partners, uh, move product and, and get product out to their consumers, you know, you know, just, just try to make the best of it, you know. Absolutely. So for those who don't know, Brother Williams hosts and smoke out, we call a smoke out on Friday nights at 9 p.m. on Instagram. He's jamming. He's answering your questions. He's smoking a cigar. He's drinking. And let's get into what do you like to pair with your particular cigar? Because, again, I know you have a vast uh, palate. So is there anything particular that you like to go to? Are you a brown guy? Are you a scotch guy? Bourbon? Talk uh, well, uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm primarily a bourbon guy. Um, you know, and, and I do I do enjoy the occasional cognac. Um, you know, unfortunately or unfortunately, I'm kind of spoiled with a cup of cognac because we have a partnership with uh, Louis XIII. So that was really uh, my first sort of consistent foray into the cognac space, which... You know that's a that's a different level. That's not that's not a daily driver, so to speak. Uh, but I do like uh, uh, you know some of the high end rim stuff as well. Uh, but primarily, I'm a I'm a bourbon guy. Um, and of course, you know bourbons and scotches they're both whiskeys. But you know not all whiskeys are, are created equal. Uh, and I gravitated to bourbon early on, just because it's a, it's a sweeter mash. You know, 51 percent corn uh, is what the mash has to be to to to. To, to, to move into the category of being considered bourbon, then there's some other things. Uh, for me, I mean, I'm still, you know, kind of a curious as to that. If it's not from Kentucky, uh, it may say bourbon on the bottle, but I don't call it bourbon. I don't, you know, uh, I accept this as something, you know, for whiskey, but to me, bourbon has to be from Kentucky, and of course, it has to be 61% corn mash. Whiskey, yes, which, sir, no. which is more grand. So, so I gravitate more towards bourbon just because it's typically going to be a sweeter profile. Um, and I'm all over the board, as we said. I don't do the stuff that's super, super hot, uh, but we'll do some high proof stuff. But um, you know, I'll, 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 you know, highest proof for me is, is maybe Booker's, uh, as far as you know, your your your, your readily available stuff. Um, but you know, I kind of stay in the, in the range of you know, uh, Taylor, Elijah Craig, uh, Big Four Roses fan. Um, um, Basil Hayden, love their stuff, especially the dark rye. So, you know, bourbon primarily. And, uh, and as far as how would I, would I pair with a cigar, it just sort of, sort of depend on the profile of the cigar as to what bourbon I may reach for. But aside from that, like as you sit here now, it's, you know, 60 degrees and sunny out. Um, you know, I'm smoking a Tesla right now and I'm drinking a sweet tea. So, um, you know, in, in the mornings it's coffee. So it just depends, man. Okay, now I'm laughing because I'm thinking in this pandemic, their liver, everybody's liver is going to be following a PFA 
<laughs> protection from abuse. A protection from abuse. So, America, you will be going to court because your liver's going to be following the PFA, a protection from abuse with all the drinking that you've been doing since you've been locked in, probably been smoking 10 cigars a day, drinking all night. So that's one of those type of scenarios that's going to jump off. Let me ask you a question about smoking. Now, does your mood or environment dictate what you smoke? Um, it's a good question. If putting it that way, um, I haven't really thought about it that way. But I, I would imagine so, yeah, yeah, because, you know, the environment, I would think, would sort of impact my mood, you know. Um, so, yeah, so, I mean, like yesterday, it was, it was cold and it was, uh, um, you know, damp outside. So, um, you know, just instinctively, I wanted a heavier cigar. Um, but, yeah, I really thought about, thought about it that way. And, uh, but, yeah, I, I could see that because I certainly respond to the environment, weather, things of that nature, food that I'm eating. And so I guess all that sort of intuitively affects my mood. So, so I guess in a roundabout way, yeah, I hadn't really thought about it. Okay, that's what's up. Now, how about a favorite place to smoke? Do you have a favorite lounge that you like to frequent or you like to smoke at home? But you're on the road so much, so... Yeah, man. My, I guess my, it's kind of... My, my favorite cigar uh, when I'm on the road is the cigar that I have. Uh, and this is... I love doing events. I love meeting... I love that. Don't get me wrong. But I rarely get to enjoy a cigar that environment. So my favorite cigar when I'm on the road is the one I'm smoking back at the hotel. <laughs> so that's... That's why I, uh, I, I could stay in almost any hotel that I want. I typically stay at Marriott Courtyards because, for the most part, there's a courtyard that I can sit out and, uh, and, and, and enjoy enjoy a cigar. Uh, or I try to find, you know, some place that has some area where, you know, um, I, I could you know, sort of be safe from the weather to a degree um, and enjoy a cigar. So it's usually the last one at night, um, you know, once I've done, you know, your time. Chill, relax, put your hoodie on, put your sweats on, do your thing. Yeah, just rest. Let me ask you a question because I got a question from one of my buddies here who, who smokes with us. Uh, he wanted to know if you had a favorite cigar outside of the Cohiba. A favorite cigar outside of Cohiba? 
Let's not use that word favorite. Is there a cigar that you like outside of the Cahiba brand? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, you know, obviously I still own a cigar brand. It's still available on cigarpage.com primarily. Um, you know, so I still enjoy other cigars, obviously, but it's kind of goes in cycles, man. Uh, so right now, um, and I don't know if these are even really, excuse me, readily available in, in whatever market areas, but uh, I'll go through cycles where I'm trying new stuff. And right now, I'm on the uh, the Boulevard Cofredias and the Ahoy de Monterey uh, Epicure Selection, which are two, two new releases um, that I, I got a couple of boxes of, of the set. Um, I'm really digging those right now, but you know, so but, but over the past year, if you looked at sort of what, what I've, I've worked in the rotation side of mine, uh, and, you know, Dr. Cohiba, uh, Macadudo, uh, Inspirado uh, Red, specifically, it's, it's, it's box pressure, Gusto, really stout, spicy, full body, uh, sort of the anti Macadudo, great cigar. Um, uh, I like most of the stuff that CAO puts out, Rick's a good friend of mine, and, and, uh, and you know, the, 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 the sort of uh, heavier Nicaraguan profiles. The Z19 was great. Um, outside of our uh, our company, uh, the, the Nick Murillo, I, I like the stuff he built with Foundation, L1 Save Maduro, I thought it was a great cigar. Uh, Tabernacle, I dug that as well. Um, what else have I had? Oh, the uh, um, AJ Fernandez, uh, the the Gloria de Dia, or Dia, Dia, de, Dia de Gloria, I think it's called. Uh, I made a biggie mispronouncing the name, I have the, the verb is sort of mixed, uh, but it's a cigar that, that Izzy Fernandez put out uh, late last year. Really, really love that cigar. Uh, so yeah, man, I, I smoke different stuff, so I'm giving a lot of stuff, so, uh, which is, which, yeah, which is, uh, it's tough, um, honestly, because you only got so much time to smoke, and I'm always, like, literally, I'm smoking a test blend here uh, that I worked on when I was in Nicaragua in February um, that we've had age out, and uh, I just got, you know, I had to actually roll up some now, Sister Daisy out said to me, so I got I to gotta smoke through these, and this is specifically for a possible project with Cohiba uh, out of Nicaragua, which we had, you know, uh, done a, a, a full-scale product out of Nicaragua in a few years. Uh, so I'm doing that, and then I'm also on the tasting panel for the entire company for General Cigars. So there's not a, a cigar that comes out, and not just me, but myself and Rick Rodriguez over CAO and a few other people, we taste and weigh in on, uh, or, or at least get feedback on every cigar that comes out of General Cigar, whether it's Goliba, Macanudos, TAO, Hard Toy, the Rotary Diesel. So with that being said, I'm always smoking a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Wow. So how many cigars do you think you go through in a day? I mean, that, that, that's just it, right? I mean, uh, in theory, I mean, I could smoke you know, 10 cigars a day if just don't want to do that, but I try not to do that, right? So, uh, I mean, I spoke yesterday was kind of a heavy day because, um, you know, I had the, the, the IG, you know, the, the, the Cleveland nightcap. I did that last night and then ended up on Zoom with a couple of buddies and smoked two, two more cigars. I probably had five cigars yesterday. That was heavy. Uh, typical day, uh, two to three, you know? Um, yeah, and, and some days it gets, gets heavier than others, but, yeah, I, I try to keep it reasonable. But with that being said, I mean, a lot of, a lot of times, you know, I'm, I'm smoking cigars that, that, that you guys would never see. Um, at least you never see me post or never see me whatever, so it's not something that's even in, in market. So, so right, behind the scenes scenario. I, I get cigars all the time, and I try to, you know, smoke 
stuff uh, as far as brand and stuff. That's all the marks that people give me. But I got to work that into, you know, me constantly, you know, uh, uh, just kind of doing random samples of, of the, of the Cohiba stuff that's actually on the shelves. I, I, I do that uh, just from a quality standpoint. And then I'm also, like I said, smoking a lot of test blends too. So, you know, you don't got so much time, man, so much lung capacity. So uh, I do my thing. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Now I'm going to switch gears just a little bit because you post a lot of pics, brother. I got to ask this question. You rock some hot watches. Where are you getting these watches from? Well, uh, thank you. Uh, that's actually, uh, I, I own my own watch brand. So the watches you see is, is actually my, my, my brand of watches. Oh, you holding out? Talk to us. Talk to us. The people want to know because them watches are hot. Well, you haven't seen the watches, people? Check them watches out. You got some hot watches. Tell us about that, brother. So it's, it's a, my own watch brand. It's called Mishud in Irish. And uh, Mishud is spelled M-I-C-H-O-U-D. And, and Irish is spelled just like like Irish, Irishman. So Mishud in Irish is actually uh, a company or a brand formed by me and a uh, um, lifelong friend of mine lives up. He lives up in Maryland now, but we grew up together in New Orleans, met in ninth grade in high school. And he's from the area of uh, town in New Orleans. Uh, area uh, out in Mishu, as we call it, out near where the, the, the NASA facility is off Mishu Boulevard. So he's from the Mishu area, and I'm from the Irish Channel up town. So it's kind of like lifelong friends. We, right. We've done a lot of business together over the years. He's actually a, 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 a minority partner in my cigar brand. We've been good buddies forever. So this is just kind of thing that, you know, he's always been in the watches. I've always been in the watches. And we're always looking for new goofy challenges to get into. And, uh, you know, we started Mishu uh, and I was watch company back in I don't know, 2014, 2015. And we've always put out a couple of releases. Uh, it's not like, a, a, you know, if you go to the website, it's not a big portfolio. Uh, we keep it simple. Um, one, you know, special release at a time that we work on. So now what's available is the, uh, the Modus 1984 and the Modus 1984L, which is the leather version. Uh, and then, you know, we have some other stuff, which... It seems like we're always working on something. Something happens. Like I was working on, we worked on this new release, and the Cohiba uh, Cigar Guild uh, happened, which I'm sure is a good thing. But I tabled the watch project for, at that point, about a year and a half. And uh, we're working on the release now, but you know, we're in, in, in the midst of an international pandemic. Yeah. We gotta, yeah. We gotta yeah. Wamp, 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 wamp. Like, come on. Like, wow. Well, look, brother, I appreciate, man. Listen, man. Listen, I appreciate you taking the time, brother. Yeah, no doubt. Definitely. No doubt. Definitely. Now, is there anything that you want to share with us that we haven't discussed? Maybe you want to mention, tell the folks out there what's going on with you, with Cohiba. You got your watches. Listen, folks, I'm telling you, if you haven't seen this watch, these watches are hot. The brother rocks some hot watches. Is there anything you would like to share with us, brother Williams? Well, uh, just, just, you know, uh, you know, keep, uh, you know, Keep safe out there. Keep vigilant, uh, but also stay connected. Um, you know, and, and, and really embrace this culture, this sort of uh, uh, passing of hours. I mean, cigars connects us. It keeps us sane. So, you know, appreciate it even more so now. And, uh, and definitely, definitely, definitely look into what we're doing with Cohiba. Um, I, I hope that I'm responding through the palate, to the passion out there as far as what you guys are looking for in tobacco, uh, looking for the profiles. Uh, so. Explore, you know, from from the, the the amazing Connecticut shade that we put out last year to the brand new Cohiba Royale, you know, the fullest body Cohiba that, that's ever been on the market. Um, certainly, it's, it's available up in uh, up in your area, up in the uh, you know the, 
Cincinnati area, uh, but it's available nationwide as well. So just look out for it and uh, you know keep me honest. I, I'm, uh, I like to hear suggestions. I like to hear questions, comments, criticisms, because um, you know I'm not trying to talk all these cigars myself. Well, you ain't got to worry about that. We will take care of some of that. So, but let's, let, <laughs> let, let, let me know what you're looking for. We'll try to give you a chance to get it to you. So I appreciate it. Brother, I thank you for sitting down with me, man. I appreciate it. You stay safe. You stay well. God bless you and your family. And we'll talk to you another side, brother. Peace, brother. Stay smart. All right. Take care, brother. All right. Peace. Well, folks, there's another episode of Smoke World in the Books. You can follow me on social media, Instagram at SmokeWorld50. We actually have an email, SmokeWorld50 at gmail.com. Now, if you're listening to this podcast on Anchor, there's an icon that allows you to message me to get back so we can make this interactive. You can leave me a message so I can play your message on the air so we can get things going. Let me know what's going on with you. Folks, I appreciate you. Stay safe. Keep smoking. Pour that glass of whatever you're going to drink. And enjoy life. This too shall pass. Peace.